Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, I'm coming in with another relationship talk, topic, message, whatever you want to call it, right? So, I've been, I, I have so many podcasts that I have to do. It's just that. I've been kind of busy and I didn't get to do my Sunday message. And um, interesting enough, um, I've been doing personal readings and um, my readings are, are actually spot on. So um, I think I'm going to, let's see, I'm, I'm going to put it out into the existence. I'm going to put it out into the atmosphere. I may start doing personal readings. Um details to follow but I have to conserve my energy as much as possible so I'm here with this topic uh and um yeah I can't talk about this right now I can't talk about it I can't talk about it I gotta wait I gotta wait I gotta wait um but yeah so um I was having a conversation with someone uh the other day and I, you know, I love to, you know, as part of what I do, um, having these discussions, the person that I was speaking with, you know, he brought up the point that a lot that people are, obviously there's a big disconnect. There's a big divide between men and women and relationships. And we've been seeing this like spiral literally out of control and, so many people have been coming up with their theories and their stories and, you know, why they think or, you know, with proof and facts and all of those things. Yes, I get it. But the sad truth is a lot of people don't get into relationships for the right reasons. It seems as if everybody is in a in a relationship for a hidden agenda Everybody is uh, very transactional, superficial, materialistic, surface level. And it's like you get into a relationship with somebody. And as you deal with them, you realize that a lot of people don't have the capability, the common sense, the understanding they just don't have what it takes to be in a relationship. And this is why they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to be honest. They don't know how to be truthful. They don't know how to express themselves and say what's going on or what they're going through. They, um, this is why a lot of people start ghosting. And, you know, they have that in and out kind of energy. And they are not consistent a lot of people are so unstable. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. And it's like everybody wants to be in a relationship, but nobody wants to do the work. Nobody wants to take the time to A, work on themselves, B, be with somebody who is going to help them, to push them, to grow, to support them. And again, a lot of people and I, and I say this and I say this and I mean this in the, in the honest and I mean this with everything in me. A lot of people don't know what love is. And this is why they get into relationships and 
you know, because they, they give the false persona, they give uh, the illusion that they have it together. And even if you don't have it together, they give the illusion that they can get it together. And, you know, once the I like you, I like me wears off, you know, the little honeymoon phase and, you know, now all of a sudden it's like they really can't, they have nothing to them. You 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 had you try to sit and have a conversation with them and you realize that they have nothing to offer emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. I mean, you can't have a relationship, a meaningful relationship, a relationship that's going to be sustainable, that can endure when you through sex. After that wears off and you like you start looking at this person, then you kind of say, what the hell was I attracted to? That's because they gave you. And I said this so many times. They, that's because they give the false impression. They give the false persona. They talk a good game. But when it comes down to it, they have nothing to offer. And then they feel like, well, you don't love, and, and then they try to twist it on you and say, well, you don't care about me or you don't love me or, or this is who I am, but they're not willing to step up and change. They're not willing to grow. They're not willing to evolve. They're not willing to become better or do better. And that's why they say, excuse me, when you meet people, you know, yeah, you, you want to not give 100%. Don't give 100%. Make them earn it. You have to sit back and watch how people love, watch how they operate, watch how they maneuver and how they handle conflict, how they handle themselves, how they handle their bills, how they handle family issues. You have to sit back and observe and pay attention to how people deal with life. And then you have to make a decision and say, you know, something I don't really like the way that person operates. The way that person operates is not conducive to the way I want to live my life. It does not help me. It does not benefit me in any way. But a lot of the times we get into relationships or these situationships, we meet somebody, we like, oh, I like him. And then we just jump all in. And then six months down the line, here you are. Most cases you're pregnant. Here you are having a child for somebody who you barely know. And then you, you, the family is dysfunctional and they got all kind of childhood issues and traumas and they have abandonment issues and they can't communicate and they're angry all the time and they're passive aggressive and they're snippy, they're moody, they're constantly, you know, being emotional or lying or being deceptive and secretive and hiding things. You know, it's like you, you really start to see people's true colors. And so you can't be so open and ready and just like just oh you know thinking because a lot of I'm telling you so many people is the stories is so many people they are getting into these situationships and they're not they are not paying attention to the red flags and at some point and I I myself was guilty of it and I said you know we don't really understand how we we maybe for most people they weren't taught that they had to look for red flags they didn't realize how important boundaries were they didn't realize how setting stand how how having standards how important it is to have standards 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, how important it is to communicate and have, you know, a lot of people don't communicate to communicate. They listen to react. And this is why you always argue. And this is why you feel like you can't get your point across. Because if that person can't comprehend what you're saying at your level, they'll never get it. It doesn't, they heard you. They heard you say it several times. They heard you say it multiple times, but they just don't comprehend it. And this is why a lot of the times after you try to leave or when you're trying to leave it, now they want to morph into, now here's the funny thing. They want to morph or they want to try to change to do the things that you want them to do. But it's not because they want to change. Key thing. It's not because they want to change for the better. They would temporarily change for you to try to keep you stuck in a relationship with them to expect the bare minimum, to be okay with the bare minimum, to be okay with the arguments, to be okay. This is how they groom you, to be okay with the dysfunction, to be okay with the toxicity, to be okay with you know, just the back and forth, back and forth. And they, they will use the word love and they'll use certain terms and certain words to basically gaslight you to not leave them. And that's all a form of manipulation because they know that they're not going to change. They know that they're not going to do the right thing. Perfect example. Um, I know someone who, you know, she had expressed to me that she was dating someone. And granted, when you meet someone, everybody's at a different place in their life, right? And started dating this guy. Obviously, a year, two years go by or whatever. Um, and it's like, okay, where is this going? He has no answers. He has no clues. He has no, you know, no real direction. He has no sense of direction, no planning, no foresight, no, okay, well, you know, I'm dating this girl. I, I you know, I, I'm feeling her. I'm vibing out. You know, I like her. You know, she's the one for me. You know, let me, let me get up off my ass and go get a better job. Let me get up off my ass and, you know, try to make it happen. Let me, you know, that should be the mindset, right? But when people get comfortable in certain situations, they feel like, oh, this is it. Okay, well, what's the next level? What's the next step? You, you can't, if we're sitting here and after a year, two years, and we're in the same place, we're not growing, we're not evolving, we're not moving forward, our finances are not increasing, we're not trying to move to a, a bigger apartment or a bigger home, whatever it is, you're not growing together. That person is just okay with, with that's a problem. So apparently, you know, time went on. Uh, okay, are we moving to the next step? Like, I, I, I want to know. Like, are we move, maybe possibly moving in together? Or like, what are we doing? And he said, you know, he needed time to get himself together. He didn't want to live with anybody. But he was damn near at a house all the time. Right? So, in other words, okay, cool. You you don't want to move in. You don't want to, you know, upgrade. You don't want to step it up. Okay, I'm going to let you give you time to, um, I'm going to give you time to, you know, figure out what you want to do. A year later, 
This man's situation is not better. He has not done anything to grow, to evolve, to move forward, to get better, to be better. And so now this is what they would do. They would breadcrumb you and future fake you to hang in there, to hold on. And for what? For what? I always say for why, because I need to what, why, what, for why? Trust me, I've been down that road and thank God I was always one of those people who I did miss out on several opportunities that I should have moved forward with. But in terms of my being independent from my own finances and getting my education, I did that. You know, I didn't allow that person to stop me or slow me down. But. You know, life happens. You know, I have kids. Uh, they they are my priority. I have work. I was at that time. I wasn't, you know, making a lot of money. And when I moved from, you know, I left from one state to go to another. Uh, my income decreased because you know it's a different state. You know, different pay grades or whatever. So I wasn't quite making the same amount of money that I was making, you know, before that transition. And when I tell you I struggled that whole time, I suffered. I suffered immensely, you know, trying to wait for somebody to get it together, wait for somebody to get a job, wait for somebody to get get on track, wait for somebody to get their finances, just waiting and waiting. And that shit just became, it was a never ending losing battle. And it wasn't until when I decided to cut my losses and said, you know what, enough is enough, because now you get to the point where you start seeing that this person is not in a relationship with you to be in a relationship with you. This person does not care about you. This person does not love you. This person does not respect you. Everything is transactional and it's one-sided. What you can do for them, what you can give them, and what you provide for them. And so, interesting enough, uh, and most people have seen, you know, Cat Williams' conversation at Club Shay Shay, and he said he when I tell you he dropped so many jewels and gems in that podcast or show or whatever streaming plat whatever streaming plat wherever they are because I watch it on YouTube. But when I tell you, Cat Williams said the realest thing. He said, "Toxic people are always out to get something. If you cut off." Once you sit back and once you realize what it is and you cut it off, they'll leave. Did you hear what he said? Once you figure out why this toxic person is, you know, feeding off of you, why this person is sucking the life out of you, why this person is trying to lie, gaslight. I'm telling you, he dropped so many gems in just that statement alone. Because you have to understand. Toxic people are selfish people. They're always out to get. They will leech and latch onto anybody. It's always about transaction of what they could get. Never about what they could give. It's never about what they could give. They are takers by nature. And if you learn what it is about them and cut it off. Oh, I ain't fucking with her no more. Oh fuck her, she ain't shit. Oh I don't you know I don't you know, I can't. Oh I don't no I'm not dealing with him. 
Oh, I don't, he can't do nothing for me. Now it's, oh, yeah, all that. Oh, yeah, they switched up. Now they're acting funny. I'm telling you. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've experienced it. Experienced it. And, you know, when I was, and I, like I said, and, and it's a level of egotism. It's a level of narcissism. It's, you know, selfish and greedy people who just don't care. They only deal with transactional relationships, whether they need someplace to stay they need your car, they need your body, they need your finances, they need whatever they need from you. As soon as you cut it off, watch how they start acting funny. Watch how they switch up on you. Now all of a sudden they mad at you. Now all of a sudden they damn near hate you. And you like, damn. How they gonna, they did me like that? Damn. Toxic people. Toxic people only attach themselves. And trust me, it's always about a transaction. What they can get. They will put in minimum to low effort. And they want everything. They feel entitled. They feel like they have to have access. They feel like whatever you got belongs to them. Transactional. A lot of people... Don't get into relationships to be in a relationship to build with someone, to grow with someone, to love someone, to nurture, to provide. They don't, they don't have it. That's not what's in them. A lot of people walk around with the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde complex. They will say just enough. They'll say exactly what they need to say just to get you caught up. They'll do just enough to keep you right there. To keep you giving. To keep you doing. To keep you providing. To keep you assisting. Whatever it is that they are, let me say, whatever it is. So people will, and and like I said, you ever been with a narcissist? Narcissists fake whole relationships. Trust me, I know. Fake a whole relationship. You know nothing about the narcissist. You think you know the narcissist, but you don't know the narcissist. Narcissists. Everything with a narcissist is transactional. And this is why you have to be careful when you get into these relationships with narcissists. You know, they'll, I'm telling you, they'll sit back and they'll watch, they'll observe, they'll observe you, observe you, they'll observe you, your lifestyle, how you live, what you have, what you don't have, how they could weasel and snake their ways into your life just to take from you, just to get what they want to get. It's all about a transaction. So as I was having this conversation, um, you know, this is why so many, this is why we see this big divide because people don't want to say, oh, you're a narcissist. But listen, or, you know, listen, and I won't say that everybody's a narcissist, but everybody seems to be having these very toxic and unhealthy tendencies which definitely points to narcissism, which definitely 
um, points to, you know, having ego issues and entitlement issues and they feel like they have to have it. They want it now. It's mine. And if you got it, I'm going to take it from you. They don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the work. Relationships take work. And that's why I say relationships are not hard. It's people who make the relationship hard. It's people who make the relationships complicated. It's people who make people not want to be in relationships. Because people who genuinely want to be in a relationship, they would do what they have to do. They would take care of their relationship. They would nourish their relationship. They they would step up and be willing to become better and do the work. But a lot of people don't want to do the work. They just they just want to live an illusion and like, oh, we good. So when you know, like I said, when she went back to that conversation, she said, "Well, where are we going?" And and he's looking clueless, like, "Well, everything is good. Like, what 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 do you mean?" And she's like, "Okay, where where are we going? Like." What's the plan? And he's like, you know, he, he hasn't figured it out. Like, we've been together for two, three years. Like, if I don't put the fire up under your ass, you okay with just chilling on my couch? Like, what? You okay with just sitting here playing the Xbox and video games and PlayStation? And, like, those days is over, bro. Now, granted, you know, it might be a day or so that you want to sit around and play a video game. I'm cool with that. But what all the other days and times like you got to. Food is expensive. Rent is expensive. I got bills to pay. I got shit to do. And I can't stay here and be like, oh, I don't got it today. Oh, next week. Trust. Let me tell you something. That is the worst feeling in the world. That is the worst feeling in the world when you are getting up every day and you are working and you are trying to, you know, pay your bills and trying to take care of yourself and trying to take your fam- take care of your family. You're trying to provide and it's just not enough. And you have an able-bodied, grown-ass man in your house okay with watching you fucking struggle. That shit is the worst feeling in the world. And I don't wish that on nobody. You hear me? And you would talk to that man and you would tell that man. And that man will look at you like you speak in a foreign language. And expect you to stay with him. And then the minute you tell him you done, you leaving him, he'll flip that shit and tell you, oh, you guys, because you want to be with somebody else. You're fucking right. I want to be with a man who's you, who's going to pay some bills. You know what turns me on? My fucking Connect bill being paid. My fucking PPL being paid. Shit. That's what turns me on. Not coming home to fucking anxiety and stress and trying to figure out how I'm going to pay these fucking bills. And now you looking at me like, and, and, and you want to spread my legs wide open and you expect me to be okay with this shit, but you can't pay a fucking bill. Like this is the mindset. It's all about transaction. I, so many women have been just, just the same, the same, like the same thing. Like how can you sit up here and be okay with not paying bills? 
not providing, not protecting your woman, not protecting your home, not protecting and providing for your family. Like you just, like they just don't care. All of those things are narcissistic. Because narcissists don't get into relationships for love. Narcissists get into relationships with people because they're never in one relationship. Let's just be clear. They get into relationships for transactional purposes. What you could do for me. They, they use anybody that's in a narcissist's life is some sort of supply. Any doesn't matter the dynamic. Everybody who is dealing with or in contact with a narcissist fills a void or fills a role of some sort of supply for this narcissist. It's sad, but it's true. So I say all of this to say we have to stop overlooking the red flags. We have to not be so ready, willing, and able to just jump into a relationship. Just because somebody may like you today, don't mean and don't guarantee, does not guarantee that they're going to like you tomorrow. Because I always say, and I tell my daughters all the time, these men, they change their mind like they change their underwear. Okay. They change their mind like they change their underwear because they don't know what they want. They don't care about anyone or anything. They only care about themselves. They're very selfish. And when you meet a guy and you see that he operates this way, don't even waste your time. Don't overlook the red. Stop overlooking the red damn flags. It is screaming at you to leave this man alone. Do not get caught up with this man. Do not get pregnant. God forbid. Don't get caught up and get pregnant for this type of man. Now I came across, an, I came across another video. I just. It just popped up on my, I think I was watching it on TikTok. And the girl was like, she was like um, yelling at her, her son's father because apparently she must have pulled up on him. I don't know. I don't know if it was a skit. I, I don't know because I didn't go really into the whole video like that. But apparently she was yelling at the kid's father. And um, she was like, you know, damn, like Christmas came and you didn't even get your son nothing. And he's like, oh, but I give you $2,200 a month in child support. So she's like, well, what does that have to do with you buying a gift? She said, daycare costs $2,000 a month. When I tell you my heart hit the floor, I was like, daycare is $2,000 a month? I was like, ooh, I almost choked. I almost gagged. I was like, oh. I remember when daycare was like $150 a week. I saw people on TikTok posting that they paid $2,500 a month. $2,500 a month? For daycare? I said, well, shit. I said, well, what? And then he, the only thing he kept saying was, oh, well, my mama said, my mama said, you a grown-ass man. You can't think for yourself. You, I'm like, you a grown-ass man. You can't think for yourself. 
I said, this is a shame. And I kid you not, this is the, the mindset of a lot of men. Because when you see a toxic ass man who's like this, nine times out of ten, they have a toxic ass mother who's also a narcissist who raised him and trained him to be that way. Because if you run down expenses, if you break down expenses and how expensive it is to raise children, to provide for children, you would not say no dumb shit like, you can't go to the Dollar Tree or five and below and get your son a $10 toy. Target, a $20 toy. That man don't care about that child. I don't give a fuck about that child. If the, the grandmother didn't even buy him a gift. What does that have to do with anything? And I kid you not, a lot of these men... This is why I said you got to meet the When you meet the family and you see how they operate and you see... Run. Run when I tell you. Because the narcissist that I, that I was dealing with... When I tell you... I'll never forget... And I and I did a podcast on this too, but she, I don't want to talk about her because she's. Hmm, anyway, I got some choice. She's quote unquote supposed to be a. I don't know what kind of Christian she is, but we are. I know what kind of Christian she is anyway. But you know what? I don't keep an account. God keeps an account for all of that. But I, I won't. I'll never forget the day when he finally decided to take his shit out of my house. Um. He was yelling. I heard him yelling. And when I tell you, me and my daughter was just like, like, this man is on something. I don't know. Maybe he didn't take his drugs that morning or I, I don't know. Cause it was early in the morning. Maybe he didn't, you know, have enough time to take his drugs or whatever, whatever shit he be on. I, I don't know. I don't put nothing past him, but he was outside yelling, you know, Oh, my mother's cause you know, he was cool with the, the mind you the same neighbors that he was talking about. You know, he was cool with the neighbors because, you know, he would go down there and, you know, smoke and, and, you know, whatever, freeload and do all the things that he would always do. And so he was like, I mean, yelling, oh, my mother told me she's a bitch. She's a bitch. And she needs my mother told me to get my stuff out of take my stuff out of there. And I was like. <laughs> when I tell you, I was just looking at the window and I was just like, Wow. I'm the same bitch he was begging like two days prior to sleep with him. <laughs> like I was the same bitch that he was begging to sleep with. He was refusing to leave my house. Mind you, he was refusing to leave my house. <laughs> like the the madness. And then he's like, oh, my mother said. And I'm like, hmm. Mind you, and I, I'm going to tell you, like I said, I've talked about this in my other, one of my podcasts. I had called this lady like months prior. I had called her. Oh, before and I told her he needed a place to stay nobody was holding him hostage nobody was holding his stuff hostage I'm telling you I was ready to put some of the shit in my car and drive it to wherever it needed to go because I just wanted him out of my shit but I said oh, who's this hello lovely uh, did they call you calling for no. the call Hold out one more night. 
Well, I mean, I did want to. Is it still? It's still raining. It's raining like cats and dogs. I guess. Huh? My I back guess. is broke. <sighs> That's wet. Okay, so you hang it up in the bathroom, please. Why are you touching my stuff? Oh, we can't touch? No. Is that a mid part of the bed? <laughs> Why are you in my stuff? What you doing here? Lala out there crying. What's she crying for? Oh, Gammy locked me out. She locked me and you out, David. <laughs> uh-uh. You can't get in either. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because ladies being mean to me and Gammy locked me out. <laughs> oh, my God. Where you going now? I'm gonna get in the shower. Okay. Well, you you could tell her she could come in here, but huh? she got she you could tell her to come. I'm put some heat on this back. Oof. It's nasty out there. It was raining, slushy. It started raining like cats and dogs. I'm like, man, listen, we need a work order with a list on it, and stay in this warm apartment. <laughs> Is this? So, I'm sorry, I was interrupted. So, um, yeah, so basically, at the, you know, when the narcissist decided to take his stuff, he was just, I mean, he was outside showing, like, he was just having a whole show. Oh, yeah, she's a bitch. Oh, yeah, my mother told me to get my, take my stuff out of her house because she's being a bitch. I said, oh, really? And I'm laughing and I'm like, I'm dealing with this man for over 20 plus years. I have two kids for this man. And um, I was like, <laughs> when I tell you, I was just laughing and I'm just like, now I'm a bitch? Really? I'm the same bitch that's been keeping a roof over your head for 20 plus years. I'm the same bitch who you've been driving cars. I'm the same bitch who was buying you clothes, shoes. Uh, well, then again, you know, like I said, I was a stupid bitch at that time. But see, he was mad because I was no longer being the stupid bitch. You see, I wasn't giving him the transaction. I was cutting off his supply. Do you, you see how that ties in? So now that I'm no longer providing all of the shit that I was providing. Now I'm the bitch. I said, but you won't tell nobody that though. I said, but people who know me know. So I ain't even have to, I, when I tell you, I ain't even have to entertain all of that shit. I ain't even go back and forth. I ain't even entertain it. I ain't, you know how much shit I heard that this man said about me? I ain't even entertain none of that bullshit because I know he was hurting in his feelings because he's a bitch. Because he's a grown ass man who like women and possibly men because I don't put nothing past him, to provide and take care of him. Who's the bitch? You see how that goes? So when I, like I said, I come on my podcast and I talk about these things because I've lived it. I've seen it. I've done it. I've dealt with it. 
a lot of these men, and, and that's the thing, because, you know, like I said, I was clueless in terms of narcissism. I wasn't clueless to the shit that he was doing. I wasn't clueless because I was seeing the red flags. I just didn't know the red flags because he was a he's a narcissist. But oh, but once I put two and two together and I saw what and I was like, oh no, and I cut that supply off. Oh shit. When I tell you I became public enemy number one. Oof. I'm quite sure that man probably got a dartboard with my pictures on it. And he throwing darts and shooting bullets and daggers and throwing knives and shit. <laughs> when I tell you I know he hate me, it's all good. Because when I tell you, you know, I'm I'm not a hateful person. I don't have hate in my heart. But mm, mm, when I tell you, whew. but you know, I have to say... And then this is where the accountability comes in. And this is why I say I'm in a good place. And I had to realize and learn that this person was only dealing with me because it was transactional. Because narcissists don't get into relationships for love. Narcissists only deal with people for what they could get. And so I had to learn how to, I, I had to hold myself accountable. I had to learn, I had to hold myself accountable and just not deal with the fuckery no more. To walk away, to count my losses, to take my L to hold my head up high, and to keep it moving. And you see, I had to move on, and I had to give my love, the kind of love that I give to somebody who can reciprocate and someone who is deserving of it. This is what I'm trying to say. So when you get into these relationships and you see yourselves in these situations where you can clearly see, you don't need nobody to, to tell you the truth. It's right in front of you. The, this person is showing you how they love. They are showing you who they are. And that's why they always say when people show you who they are, believe them. They heard you the first time that you complained about them sitting on the couch doing nothing. They heard you the first time that you complained when you came home from work and they wasn't, the house wasn't clean. No dinner was made and shit was, so, and you looking at them crazy like, damn, what you do all day? And they looking at you like, oh, today is my day off. And you're like, well, what the fuck does that mean? So just because today's your day off, you're going to sit around, you're going to do nothing? This is, this is what I'm saying. When you find yourself in these situations with dealing with these types of men who refuse to even go buy their kid a $20 gift because they paying $20, $2,200 a month in child support and think that that's doing something. These, they don't have no conscience. They don't care. So you reciprocate that same energy and you stop caring and you cut off your supply, you cut off the, the fucking lifeline, you cut off the oxygen and you cut off your access. Go be with somebody who, but the, the, the thing is, they would never, well, I wouldn't say never, but here's the thing. They don't want to be in, here's the thing. They don't want to be in relationships with people who are like them. Because they know. They know they ain't shit. They know they don't have nothing to offer. They know that they're not bringing anything to the table. They don't want to bring anything to the table because they fucking can't. 
because they're so busy and used to taking from people. So they don't want to be with somebody who's just like them. They want to be with somebody who's kind, who's loving, who's compassionate, who's understanding, who's generous, who's going to overlook their BS, who's going to, you know, give them a pass and keep giving them excuses and keep giving them time and keep giving them energy and keep giving them supply, keep giving them fuel. This is the mindset. And when you cut them off, they get mad. They get mad. They feel like, how dare you? How could you? In their mind, it's like, again, I've been doing this for so long. You've been with me for so They'll try to throw a little shit like that at you. Well, we've been together this long. Oh, all this time. I gave you all this time. And you still can't get your shit together. You still can't get your shit right. You still can't do right by me. You can't show me the same level of respect that I show you. You can't show me the same love that I'm showing you. And there's different ways to show your love. And I get it. But this person is clearly showing you that they're not willing, they're not able, and they're not capable. They don't even want to make the effort. And that's the difference. So if you find yourself dealing with somebody who's transactional, I would say cut off access. And when I mean cut off access, cut all access. Cut all ties. No bare minimum relationships in 2024. I don't give a fuck who it is. Family, friend, intimate partner. No bare minimum behavior, tolerance, none of that in 2024. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.